0: Welcome to the Shepherd's Creek Podcast. This ministry exists to provide coaching, resources, and events for pastors and church members. My name is Jared Sparks. Join me as I talk pastoral ministry, applied theology like manhood and womanhood, political theology, and cultural analysis with a little bit of hunting and fishing thrown in. I'm a husband, a father, and a pastor, and I'm here to remind you of the chief pastor and our King, Jesus. Hello and welcome back to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. I'm talking a little bit quiet this morning because right in the other room, my daughter is sleeping. And right above me, my son Oak is sleeping. And so I'm going to try to keep it a little bit quiet, but you guys hopefully will be able to hear me. This is part one of two today. I'm going to release two episodes today. And I'm excited about both of them. The first one, we're going to talk about the Moscow mood Article that came out, or Moscow mood that came out from Kevin DeYoung. So today we're talking about G three DeYoung and the Mean Girl mood. And then later today I'm going to record on the silence of women from First Corinthians chapter fourteen. We're going to go ahead and pray, ask for the Lord's help, and then we're going to dive into this article that I just actually read this morning. i have been hearing about it. I listened to Eric and Dan on the Hard Men podcast, listened to them to respond to the article. And I know that A.D. Robles has done a response to Kevin DeYoung as well, and I'm sure a plethora of other people have done a fine job of it. I want to add, I think, uh, a piece of commentary that I've not heard, at least I didn't hear it from Eric and Dan, of what it feels like when I read critiques from Kevin DeYoung or when I hear critiques from the guys at G3 with everything that's been going on with Christian nationalism and their attention on Moscow. So let's go and pray and ask for the Lord's help, and then we're going to dive in let's go. Father, we just thank you for this time. I want to be fair and honest, and I want to be helpful. God, I pray if there's anybody that's on the Kevin DeYoung side or the G3 side that's listening to this uh, today, that they would be encouraged, that they'd be helped, that they would that they would uh, not listen to slander or lies. And then if there's anybody that does somehow listen to this that is slandering and lying, I pray that they would quit and that we would dwell together in unity. And I pray that this even this piece today, this material today, would be aimed at unifying, not tearing down. And God, help me to to uh, just encourage those that are listening. I trust you're going to. In Jesus name. Amen. All right. So Kevin DeYoung came up came up with an article and Doug Wilson's already responded, Joe Rigney, Jared Longshore and uh, let's see who is the other that was in the response. Well, there's a response video with Doug and they did a fine job that was really helpful and encouraging. And, uh, I'd pass that around to our elders and a couple people, uh, just friends and stuff as well. After they, the DeYoung article came out last week and I saw the DeYoung article and hadn't read it until today, but I just been hearing, you know, what it was about in the content. So I thought I'd read it. And I do want to respond because I think it is somewhat tied into Owen Strand, G3, and kind of a general sentiment that I see across the board. And I haven't seen people commenting on this, so I wanted to throw this out there. But there, there seems to be this mean girl mood that's coming out from Owen Strand and all the, the people that have been enraged at the uh, from G3 to the G, to the uh, Christian Nationalists. And when you think about uh, Doug Wilson or Joel or Joel Webin or Dusty Devers or Stephen Wolf or Torba or Robles or John Harris or anybody that's been commenting on this – what we see with Owen Strand is a refusal to have any conversation with any of these guys from Doug Wilson down through the list of names I just mentioned. And, you know, Owen Strand just wrote a book on manhood, for goodness sake, but will not talk to these guys. Carpe Fide did a great two part series or two part uh, response to Owen Strand that I would encourage you to listen to. I actually listened to that. as he, They went through the G3 conversation that that Owen Strand had when he was sitting next to Aaron Coates and the other guy, uh, the Johnny Bravo guy, that was talking to Tim about this and trying to bring up questions about G3 and why it is that Owen Strand won't talk to to them. And, and Owen Strand is really just a, a case study of the other guys from G3, from Josh Bice to Scott Anole, that won't have these conversations and won't sit down with these people because there's so much below them. And when you hear these guys talk, or when you hear Owen Strand talk, his bark feels so little and there is no bite at all because it feels like it literally does feel like the mean girls that they are talking slanderous slanderously or they're lying about brothers in christ or bringing these false charges because it feels it just seems like they're jealous <laughs> that's what it seems like what, what i mean by that okay when you think about mean girls you got pretty girls but there's a prettier girl and when there's girls that get attention, teenage girls get attention. If there's another teenage girl that let's just say moves in to the city, uh, and they're all public school girls and they're they're at high school and there's now this new girl getting more attention. And let's just say this new girl's a really nice girl and she's a really sweet girl, but all these other girls that were there, the popular girls, the pretty girls, there's now a new uh, new girl that's there. She's prettier, she's got all the attention of the guys. And you know she has been, uh, you know she came into this place and when she where she was before she had all the attention of the guys and now she's here, and now these girls are turning to them and they're getting catty. They're frustrated. They're jealous. They're making up stuff about them. All the like the little things that she that she does annoys them. And, you know the way she talks or the way she walks or the way she does her hair. They can't stand the way she wears that shirt or that dress or whatever. They just it just annoys them and so now they're telling everybody why they're so annoyed with this new girl and the mean girl cattiness comes out. That's the mood. When it comes to Owen Strand, and when it comes to the G3 guys, it, it feels like their responses, their attitudes, their posture, well, I'm not even going to sit with her. I'm not even going to talk to her. I'm not even going to look in her direction. That's what it seems like is the, the the soil that all this is rooted in is this mean girl mood. We talk about De Young's article, the Moscow mood. What is the mood of those who are turning to Moscow? It very much feels like they don't like the way they're wearing their shirt. They don't like the way they talk. They don't like the way they walk. They don't like that they're getting attention that they used to have. They're not as popular as they used to be. And everybody's turning their attention away from there and they're looking at this new girl. And this new girl is not really that new. I mean the analogy breaks down because Doug and everything at Moscow's been going on for you know, since his dad moved there forty or fifty years ago, however long it's been, since the seventies. But it very much feels like from G three, there's this impulse of this they're just revolting and just coming up with things to to make fun of or coming up with things to critique. And and as they critique, you're like, well, what? That's not even what they're saying. Why don't you just talk to these guys? Come on, like, pick up the phone. And they're like, no, we're not even going to do that. We're not even going to give them the dignity of of you know letting us let, letting them talk to us. And it, it, that's the mood. Okay, so now let's let's go to a little bit uh, better argument from from let's just say if there's a, a more graduated and Kevin DeYoung, you can just trust him to do that to give a little bit more polished version of what's happening from G three. But he has this article that comes out, and you read his complaints, and in the complaints, you're you know, you're reading through it, and you're like like really these are the complaints he said wuss, <laughs> like that's what you're upset about, uh, Kevin, that he said wussy. <laughs> and, and, you know, it just, it, it, it just, it's laughable. It really is. Uh, his, some of his critiques are the fact that he has this mood in the no quarter November. So the, the five no quarter videos or the six no quarter videos, his, his mood towards other Christians and he, you know, Kevin doesn't like this. He, he feels upset about this, that, that his posture towards other Christians isn't good. Okay. Hold on just a second coffee break for those that aren't watching so that's what he's upset about some of the language that Doug uses and the fact that uh that Kevin uses it in the same article is is comical if he was to read his article he would be saying out loud the words that Doug has written and he fails to mention the context of the, those written words as well but this is what he's generally upset with is that this mood and he does just, just have same uh, say some complimentary things on the front end but that's what he's upset about And and here's the frustrating thing, and and Eric and Dan did bring some of this out. Kevin is on the board of the Gospel Coalition and has written for years for the Gospel Coalition. He's friends with everybody on the Gospel Coalition board. And the Gospel Coalition has been mocking and ridiculing Christians and literally have have made this a central aspect of their ministry in this third-way model of ministry that, that, that Tim Keller has forged. They have put themselves and postured themselves as the Christians that aren't like them for decades, or for a decade at least, or longer. We're not like those judgmental fundamentalists. We're not like them. We are the middleway Christians. We're cool. We understand you. We understand your plight. We're going to lean in and listen. We're going to, to say things in a way that's not going to offend you. We're the middleway Christians. We're not like them, those hardline Christians like Doug Wilson, those hardline Christians like whoever else we're talking about. We're not like them. That I mean, Keller has marketed this, and the, the Gospel Coalition has marketed this, mocking and ridiculing Christians for years. What about Trump voters? How, how did the Gospel Coalition come across? What was their posture? What was their tone on on Twitter and all the people that were writing on Gospel Coalition and going to the conferences? What was the po- posture towards the conservative evangelical Christians in this world or Southern Christians in this in this country right now? From people like I don't know Ray Ortland, Kevin DeYoung's buddy. What what's been there? What about Russ Moore? What's what's been Russ Moore's posture towards other Christians that are to the right of him? Okay. Well, what has Gospel Coalition been doing? What's been their mood towards people? Okay, What's been their mood towards godly Christian people who like Christian radio? What's been their mood? Did Kevin DeYoung write an article to J.D. Greer or to Tim Keller for saying that God whispers about sexual sin? Did he write one to Ray Ortland or to Russ Moore? Not once. Did he fight to keep Vody on the board at the Gospel Coalition or to keep Vody around? Or did he ever correct Ed Stetzer for the terrible things that Ed Stetzer have said? No, he he's not done any of that, and that's the frustrating thing. That's what Eric and Dan talked about. Is okay. This is what doesn't come out. So, what is the mood of Kevin Young? As you're reading this, as you're reading the article about the mood of Moscow, what's his mood? What's down on paper? And as you read the article, and I encourage you to do that. I'll put a link in the show notes. As you read the article, what is the mood? What is his mood? And I would argue it's the exact same as Owen Strand. And and this is what comes out when you're reading this stuff. It's jealousy. That's what it seems like. Now, I could be wrong. Hopefully, I'm wrong, but it seems like jealousy. Kevin DeYoung and the Gospel Coalition, they have lost so much influence and they've become the butt of so many jokes. I mean, the, people are mocking and ridiculing the Gospel Coalition because the Gospel Coalition has been mocking and ridiculing. I mean, talk about gaslighting, man. I mean, this is what they've been doing for a decade. And when people say, like, hey, can you please stop that? This is ridiculous. You're slandering, you're lying, you're mocking, you're ridiculing. And then. When people say like, oh, now you're making a no quarter in November, uh, you know, look at your mood towards people within the church. It's like, wait a minute. Okay, one is rooted in a soft, limp-wristed appeal to bow to the culture. That's the gospel coalition. That's th- that's their mood. The other is responding to that and saying, stop with this mood. Stop with this mood, and please grow a backbone. Please stand with the truth. Please don't be ashamed of Scripture. Don't be uh, ashamed of the words of Christ. And then. The article comes out, but you're moody. Look at your mood. This is Kevin DeYoung. So, what is the real draw to Moscow? Okay, I'm a Baptist, confessional Baptist. They're Presbyterian. What's what's the draw? Why in 2018, after I'd been you know reading Doug for a decade, and had been keeping him at arms' length because of articles like this and, and what people say about about Doug and Moscow, and I, I read several of his his books that year in 2018, and then read No the Quarter November in 2018, the first year it came out. And Jordan discovered the What Have You podcast and started listening to the girls, and and I read that year even Exile as well. And what was the appeal? Um, Well, the appeal is there's something to people that won't apologize for God's word. What I saw, and and that year also at the end of 2018, I preached a sermon about not being ashamed of the words, words of Christ. And Jesus says, if anybody's ashamed of me and my words, I'll be ashamed of him before my father and the holy angels. And in, in this evil and adulterous generation, if you're ashamed of me in this evil and adulterous generation. And what people are sick and tired of are people, are others and Christians who claim the name of Christ who are ashamed of God's word and are just kowtowing and bowing and hobnobbing with the, with the New York Times and the Washington Post and all these people. That, like, we're sick and tired of that. And I got tired of the political correct game. And then when 2020 happened, it just, I mean, exasperated that to where you're like, I, I am just, I am done. I am exhausted with trying to keep up with clown world, trying to do everything that they're saying that I should do, and finding this third way. The third way is so exhausting, and it's ridiculous, and it's shown to for the sham that it is over the last three to four years. So what is the draw to Moscow? Okay, it is their puritanical Kyperianism all of Christ and all of life. It is the fact that they really believe that God's word is authoritative everywhere and over everyone. That's so invigorating it's so it's it, the fact that they're not apologetic that they're upset about the right right things and they're not upset about the wrong things that that is so that that's the appeal that's the draw is because the gospel coalition started to taste as stale as it always was as, as we never knew it was but as, as it always was it's it's not there's not it's not it's not sus it's not sustaining it's like eating pancakes you eat pancakes and you're like oh that's the third way it's pancakes it, it's a bunch of mean girls Writing articles and giving you pancakes, and then when you turn to the Moscow mood and you, hear, you see everything's going on in Moscow. It's like, huh? Well, there's meat, there's potatoes, there's a cigar, and there's some whiskey. Okay, <laughs> that's that's appealing. I, I like that. So, number one is their their puritanical Ky- Kyperianism and that's that's very intriguing. It's that's why that's what their uh, presuppositionalism is rooted in, and that's what's so that there's a the draw there. Okay, what about this? It's their joy. You see him laughing. You see him having fun. The Gospel Coalition is not fun. It's no fun. They're they're not having a good time. They're not being playful. They're not writing, and they're not doing no quarter November videos. They're talking about the idolatry of family, and that it's just not fun. And you know, Joe Rigney had you know Joe Rigney's now back in Moscow, and he you know his book, uh, the things of earth. You read that, you're like, huh? This is a good and healthy course cor- course correction here. Maybe it's okay to enjoy the physical blessings of this earth as well that God has blessed me with, as gospel coalition's writing articles or desiring god's writing articles saying that no nothing physical is ever a blessing from god like really uh maybe these guys understand something about manhood that <laughs> that the gospel coalition doesn't you read future man you're like that's different that's that's right i like that okay so it's their joy uh it's their work ethic you look at moscow and you look at everybody that it's kind of like the uh, the the reconstructionists i tell you what um Gary North was a workhorse. R- R.J. Rushdie was a workhorse. Men are drawn to people that get stuff done. And when you look at Moscow, you see Doug writing you know, these million words. And he, to find all these words that they don't like, that, that uh, Kevin DeYoung didn't write, you have to you go through literally and search millions of words because Doug has written millions of words over the years. And men look to that. They look at the institutions that have been built. They look at the families that have been built. And they look at all the fruit that's there. And men are drawn to that because it's not just the post-millennialism, but it's this work ethic that goes along with post-millennialism. You look at it and you see, like, man, that I, I like looking at and learning from men that have done the work decades in and decades out, and then not only are doing the work, but those that are around Doug, you look at his son, Nate, look at his daughters, you look at all their the people around Moscow, you look at Toby and the guys out there, and what do you see? You see work ethic. You see guys that are absolutely crushing it out there and getting it done. And there is a draw to that. You want to speak to men, you want to model that in work ethic. And you look at the difference between talking about manhood, look at the articles from the Gospel Coalition or Desiring God or whatever it may be, and and then you look at the output, and you look at the difference between the cultures that are around there and the cultures then that are out there, and you're like, okay, I want that. Okay, it's their work ethic. Their work ethic is phenomenal. Look at the how many books that Doug writes a year that comes out, and articles that he does, and video and the content, and all that comes out. It's like, man, there's, a, there's an appeal to that. Okay, what else? It's uh, their commitment to the household. I mean, th- their commitment to the household, I mean, I am so thankful, so thankful, and and Baptists have so much to learn from our Presbyterian brothers and sisters about the household. And there are things that we see differently about the household. There's things that we don't understand and that necessarily sees a one-to-one, uh, you know, um, a one-to-one with the household of God, the household, the family. Uh, there's some differences there, but overall, there's so much for us to learn about the biblical household and that has been life-giving. It's been invigorating. It's been thinking about multi-generational faithfulness and, and building for the future and building bigger, bigger barns of the future, and knowing exactly who's they're going to be, and just asking God to bless the work of our hands and expecting him to do so. That it's so it's awesome. So that's been the draw. And it's also the fact that Doug Wilson is not afraid to use the word fudge packer. <laughs> like <laughs> it's also that. That is a part of the draw. The mood is a part of the draw. Because the word is not as offensive as actually being a fudgebacker. <laughs> like, it's not, as, it's not as offensive. And there's a, a group of people that have busted out of the PC world. There's a group of people that are so sick and tired of not offending anyone. Okay, I don't want to offend anyone. I, I don't want to bother anyone. I, don't, I want this third way. And there's an army of Christians that are tired of Big Eva's commitment to clown world sensitivity. That is a part of the draw. I can't deny that what what uh, what Doug or what uh, Kevin DeYoung is offended by, or what he's uh, warning us about, is what we're actually drawn to. <laughs> of course, that's what we're drawn to because the third way is like stale crackers that we found in the closet or in the in the cupboard in the back corner, and you take it out of the chips, and you're like, "Ugh, this is this is not good. I, I don't like this. This is what we're eating. This is what I've been eating for so long: pancakes and stale chips, Doritos. Ugh." And then the ones that keep giving us the stale chips and the pancakes are like, now don't look at them. I don't like the way they're wearing their shirt. I don't like the way that, that they're talking. I don't like the way that they walk. They're not nice. They're not, and you like look over there and you're like, yeah, but it's really pretty and they're kind and they actually are love Jesus and, and they're actually committed to all of Christ and all of life and they're actually committed to the word and they're not afraid of clown world at all. I think I'll take that. That's that's the meat and potatoes. That That's why we're being drawn. That's why people like me, who is not a young guy on the block anymore, who's been around a little bit and who's been in ministry for quite a while now, is drawn to the ministry like that and is being affected. So Kevin, please, break out of the third way. Stop eating the stale crackers and giving everybody else stale crackers to eat and acting like it's the meat and potatoes. Stop being a mean girl. Owen Strand and everybody that's around G3, that's why Nobody wants to be in G3 or go to G3 anymore. <laughs> like, or in time, that's what's going to happen. That's why nobody wants to go to Gospel Coalition conference anymore, except for like, you know, 45-year-old states- statesmen. Okay? They don't want to go anymore. They're tired of it. And that's why the Moscow mood is going to continue to grow. That's why the Ogden mood is going to continue to be what it is. And that, it's just the fact of the matter. So anyways, hope this has been helpful. Please uh, leave a rating or review if you haven't. Uh, Those are helpful and they do help the podcast and they are just an encouragement. And if this has been helpful, please share it, pass it along. We want to be faithful to Christ in, in all of life. We really do. And, and that's the draw. We want some meat and potatoes. And that's what I try to give you as well. Uh, this is jealousy piece. That's that's why I even did this. Is because I think that's something to add. The whole mood feels like jealousy. It just feels like it's rooted in a mean girl mood. And uh, I want to be able to add something to the conversation. I want to be, in, be able to encourage you. And, and hopefully I was able to do that today. Okay, guys. Thanks so much for being here. And continue to come back. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And here in just a little bit, I'll release episode two on the day. So be on the lookout for that. Thanks again for listening to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. For more information, you can go to theshepherdscrook.co. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes. And if you want to become a member of the Shepherd's Crook, please message me and we'll get you on the list. We hope you have a great rest of your day.